You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, a small population of Rochesterians has a big influence. Because there is such a large deaf presence in Rochester, that has had a ripple effect on the hearing community also. And sports betting companies have taken over social media, making life harder for gambling addicts. Challenges are going to be in exponentially increased. All that from your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production. Presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full-service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at rocvox.com. Rochester's deaf and hard-of-hearing population is hard to quantify, but the impact of this community on the region is everywhere. My colleague James Brown spoke with a few folks about why they chose, of all places, to live in Rochester. He has this story. At Malik Evans' second news conference as Rochester mayor, there was something deliberate about the presentation at City Hall. It included a man using American Sign Language to translate Evans' speech, as well as the Q&A with the media. City Communications Director Barbara Pierce says we should expect more of this. Our intention is also to find other ways to expand access and understanding, and that'll include subtitles, captions, it'll include uh, translations wherever we can. It's not the first time interpreters have been enlisted to relay messages from politicians. Former Mayor Lovely Warren and Monroe County Executive Adam Bello incorporated them over the last few years. At businesses and cultural institutions around the Rochester region, accommodations are more common than in other parts of the country. For example, the Frederick Douglass Greater Rochester International Airport received two awards for its dedication to the concepts in 2018 and 2019. Hearing passengers might miss the LED-colored lights that signal arrivals and departures and emergencies, but to people like Arlene Sankey, who's deaf, Things like that mean a lot. I'm from the South, and moving to the East Coast was a different story and different culture. Speaking through an interpreter, Sankey says she came to Rochester from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to attend RIT's National Institute for the Deaf. Sankey says she didn't have a deaf friend until she was in high school and learned sign language. When Sankey moved to Rochester, she says her world got bigger. When I got to campus, though, I was amazed. I had never seen deaf people all over. There was hundreds, if not thousands, of deaf people everywhere signing, banging on the tables, yelling to get attention. I hadn't seen that kind of deaf culture before with my own eyes. Sankey graduated in 1993 and hasn't left since. She says the influence of that center of deaf culture bleeds through to the larger community. We have doctors who are deaf. We have doctors who sign. Movies have open captioning on a regular basis. I don't have to fight for that. 
when we uh, go someplace, there will be transcripts available if we request them. When I go home to visit my parents, I don't have those options. The latest census data says there are around 45,000 deaf or hard of hearing residents in the region. Approximately 3.7% would be uh, deaf or hard of hearing. That's RIT's Richard Deermeyer. He says that number is among the largest in the nation comparable to cities like Austin, Texas, or Charlotte, North Carolina, or Columbus, Ohio. Other centers of deaf populations are in places with universities like RIT, with programs dedicated to the population. Since the census does not ask explicitly about American Sign Language, Deermeyer cautions that it's hard to know how many people use it to communicate. Are we capturing folks who have lost their hearing due to old age, who, who would not identify as deaf or hard of hearing from the identity side of things versus the the sort of clinical side of things. Regardless of exactly how big the population is, Rochester remains a draw for people like Cesar Jones, a Coloradan who graduated from RIT in 2016. Through an interpreter, he says living in the region makes his life easier. It makes life more normal. You know, that might be a kind of strange thing to hear, but uh, we're lucky to have an area where many families sign, you know, many people know about deaf culture and they understand more of what it takes for people to just have a normal, regular life. James Brown is a soon-to-be former reporter for WXXI News. This is his last piece on Earshot, and we will miss him dearly. Follow James on Twitter at JamesBrownTV to stay connected. Hi, this is Evan Dawson from WXXI, and if you're enjoying Earshot, then you'll want to subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson, that's me. On the podcast, you can catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson, where you subscribe to Earshot from WXXI News. Online sports betting is now available in New York State. And while many of its users will use the platform for fun and make wagers within their means, advocates for gambling addicts are concerned. Michael Mrosiak is a reporter for WBFO in Buffalo. He spoke with people who are worried that the discreet, convenient platform, as well as the ads promoting the services, will increase problem gaming. He has this story. Meet Scott Meyer. He was a frequent gambler in his young adult life, and he estimates by the time he reached his early 30s, he was on a destructive path of gambling addiction. It took my dignity, it took my uh, respect in the community, uh, destroyed a lot of relationships, took my financial stability away, uh, and it ultimately took my freedom away uh, as a result of gambling uh, activities and decision-making processes. I... Um, I was arrested and I was uh, sentenced to uh, several years in prison. Meyer, however, has been able to emerge from that dark shadow. Today, he's a certified peer recovery advocate. 
He helps others overcome gambling addiction by providing mentorship, assisting with finding appropriate programs, and coaching peers through their recovery plans. The challenges are going to be in exponentially increased in the, in the near short term, but the challenges remain the same. The, the awareness of the disease and, and the, the promotion of of services that are available to individuals. Challenges increasing because of the arrival of online sports gaming in New York State. While most individuals can and do make wagers within their means, those at risk of problem gambling now have a convenient, discreet electronic means at their fingertips. And those providing it spared no expense leading up to their opening in New York, making their presence known on social media platforms and in That's TV right. ads. Draft Sportsbook has officially arrived in the Empire State. And we're giving every New Yorker an Some sports highlight shows include segments dedicated to gaming, like these examples from the NHL Network and the sports channel SNY. Take your time, Mike. Time now for our partners at VEASAN in Las Vegas to preview a few matchups on the slate for Tuesday evening with open eyes. Time for What Are the Odds? Presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. Your app is ready, Emperor. The messaging is everywhere, and that's what worries those who work to help people overcome gambling problems. Angela DeRosa is a program manager for the Western Problem Gambling Resource Center. With sports gambling, particularly because of the data collecting that they're able to obtain through the use of apps and websites and, and geo-tracking and all of that information, the marketing is really incredibly targeted to the people who are most vulnerable and most likely to spend that money. And in many cases, that's people who are having a problem. Albany lawmakers who support legal online sports gaming argue the industry could bring the state up to $500 million per year in tax revenue. Supporters say that revenue could be used to fund education and create jobs and fund gambling addiction assistance programs. The state's existing gambling assistance programs are slated to receive $6 million this year. DeRosa says they are currently getting less than 1% of the revenue generated by sports gaming. She fears an expansion of sports betting online within the state could leave them having to do more without enough funding to keep up. We know that there's going to be an influx because any time you increase gambling accessibility, the number of problems related to gambling goes up. So we are going to be serving more individuals with a, a pretty level budget. That really um, stymies what we're able to do, the level of folks that we're able to reach and help. The warning signs of a problem include an increase in financial problems and more worry about financial problems, an increase in stress and anxiety, an increase in preoccupation or prioritization of gambling, and neglect of other hobbies, activities, or personal relationships. Meyer, the gambling addict turned advocate, says he's one of the lucky ones. Despite his addiction, his wife stayed with him, and together they overcame the problem, though he admits he must still work to rebuild trust. He says he will not tell people to never gamble again, but he urges people who may have a problem to recognize their behavior and not feel embarrassed to reach out for help. Meyer does wonder about this latest gaming option and its dangers, recalling when he was able to gamble privately on his personal computer. I received a disc probably 20 years ago in the mail, plugged it into the computer within a minute. I, was, I had an online casino right in my, in my office. So the easeability, accessibility, it's in your hand 24-7. 
Uh, you can gamble on anything from a, a typical game to a turnover to a fumble to and anything in the entire world. So uh, it's very scary. Michael Mrosiak is a reporter for WBFO in Buffalo. To hear and read more of their stories, check out WBFO.org. And that's it for Earshot. Subscribe to the pod, leave us a review, tell your friends about us, and send us an email at earshot at wxxi.org. Find even more local news on our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Pottington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.